Hello and welcome to It's Again to Present, Clip Show Head. My name is Jeremy. I have a 600 trillion double dollar bounty on my head. Inflation's a bitch. I'm Tyler. I wonder who I can turn Tyler into for that. My name is Zach. It's not actually worth that much. Uh, so like, I could use like 60 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say it's like 50 or 60 bucks. Um. That's a video game, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, that would pay for Tales of Arise, which just released. So we are in the Zack circle of hell this week. Hey, I actually picked a good one this time around. You picked a one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is not my favorite clip show that we've watched. This is my least favorite of the clip shows we watch for clip show hell. I would agree with that assessment. Um, what is the other? I can't even remember. the. I know Macross and... Nadesco. Nadesco. It's honestly yeah. probably on par with the Nadesco episode, except for the fact that I had never seen Nadesco, so it was at least new to me. I feel like the villain in Geki Gengar 3 in Nadesco puts it ahead of this. Like that character <laughs> specifically, and his notice me senpai female minion. <laughs> I will agree with you in all other ways they are of equal quality, but that just barely edges it out, in my opinion. So what are we watching today, Zach? This time around, it's going to be episode, is it? 13. 13, Vash the Stampede from Trigun. So The episode is called Vash the Stampede, yeah, so you is. know. He's not just saying the name of the character. That's, what, saying, I, that's what I said. It's episode 13, Vash the Stampede from Trigun. That's almost what you said. <laughs> With the power of editing, now it can be what you said. But it's not going to be because you always make me sound like a moron. Sometimes I make you sound way smart. Zach, That is I true. Should, Most sh- of the time you make me sound intelligent. I should have clipped it for you. I just I thought you would get self-conscious about it. You had the most confusing goddamn sentence I've ever heard you say. I literally had to cut every other word out, and then it became a cogent sentence. Okay. I kind of want to hear it now. I yeah, wish I had too. saved it almost now. So, Zach brought the DVD of this, and it is styled like a movie poster, and it's kind of great. It is The Ballad of Vash the Sampede, which I am sad that we never get in the actual show. No one ever sings The Ballad of Vash the Sampede. Or- I'm very happy. I, not to interrupt you, I could not remember Knives' name, and I was trying to think of it since I've watched so this episode. Good. And now I see it on this poster, and I'm like, oh, yeah, his name is Knives. That's rad. <laughs> it's Millions Knives. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Look, I was going to let Tyler I was reveal read the that. entire thing, yeah. don't worry, because it's only like six names. Or The Legend of the Galaxy's Greatest Gunslinger, starring the humanoid typhoon Vash the Sampede, and Genocidal Menace Millions <laughs> Knives. I want to fight that boss in the, uh, the next Legend of Zelda game. Genocidal it, it, in, Menace? Yeah, it, in Skyward Sword 2, where we dropping boys. I hope Genocidal Menace shows up. <laughs> it is a pretty great title. With a lethal appearance by the Gunho Guns. Featuring the, I'm not wearing my glasses, the wandering preacher, Nicholas D. Wolfwood, with the hot-headed Pistolier, Pistolier, uh, Meryl Strife, and the Amazonian stunner, (laughs) (laughs) Millie Thompson. I'm pretty sure that's one of Stone Cold's rejected names for his Amazonian stunner. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I'd never actually read the bottom text of this before because it wasn't anything that really, like, I have the DVDs. What's important is... The DVDs, not necessarily the case they're in. I, you know, they at least tried to do something different with the case that is not just part of their regular ass marketing. So good job, people who produced this version. I wonder of the if Trigun. this was in like the first, um, like the thick case when they originally were like releasing single DVDs of this stuff. I wonder if this was the first one. So yesterday, Kevin and I recorded a What's a Gundam, which you can listen to right now on our Patreon, www.lastpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, eventually it'll be in the public feed but probably years from now because we have quite a few of those stocked up now and i was being very nostalgic because it's the uh 
episode of Gundam Wing where Catra's like, we have to go to outer space. And I keep saying outer space. And I remember that tsunami bumper where I just kept talking about outer space and how many clips came from that episode of it. So let's go down nostalgia lane for a moment. Uh, what's your guys' history with Trigun? Because we've all seen it. It was one of the first anime I ever watched. It was contemporary with Cowboy Bebop for me. It and Cowboy Bebop ran on Adult Swim yep. forever. And I also would record them on VHS every night and watch them the next day because I was cool. I think I came through a while later as is pretty usual just because of the fact that uh, in high school I was too cool for anime. Is this also a series you watched by getting DVDs on Netflix sent to I your house? I believe it was. I believe that was so, the so, first time I'd seen it, just like Gundam Seed and Destiny. I was going to say, so yeah, that's the link between this and Gundam Seed. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to say for a long time, Bash the Sampede was my favorite character in fiction. Just in fiction. I thought it was Wolfwood. Well, I was going to say, also, I really like Wolfwood uh, to the extent that Wolfwood is the reason I still dye my hair to this day, <laughs> kind of in a weird roundabout way. I, I went as him for Halloween one year, made a giant cardboard cross that I covered with an old bed sheet. I remember this. I remember this. And wandered around a corn maze, not understanding why people, I didn't realize people did not recognize this iconic anime character, and thought I was a weirdo for walking around with a giant cross on my back in, or in the middle of Halloween season. I mean, um, I feel like if you're gonna do it. Yeah, no, I mean, there are worse times, for sure. I mean, um, NDK might have been a better time. Yeah, NDK, might, I have never been to NDK, somehow. That's our local anime like, con, kids. I've yep. never been to any conventions. Too many people. Yeah, there are a lot of people. Um, I mostly go for panels anymore. Anyway, but I had to dye my hair for that costume, and then it accidentally turned purple because I got a weird shade of black, and it, long story short, has been a different color ever since. So when it was one of four anime I got to watch because it was only <laughs> what was on Adult Swim, I sh I'm lying, there were eight. There was also Toonami. <laughs> uh, Except those were all Gundam and uh, Dragon Ball. Dragon those, are, those are anime, Zach. I know, I'm just saying, they were just constant reruns of Gundam <laughs> no, Wing and Dragon Ball. It wasn't I mean, like they did anything new. At the time, they were also doing Yu Yu Hakusho, this crazy new series. <laughs> at the uh, time, I think I only was watching Gundam and Dragon Ball because I didn't seem to connect the dots that, yes, those are anime. What the hell are you on about? I have the beginning of the English Dragon Ball Z theme song stuck in my head eternally. Rock the dragon. 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 Rock the dragon. <laughs> that will never leave my head until the day I die. But as we were kind of talking about before we started recording, or at least Tyler and I, Trigun seems weirdly, not overrated, that's very much, I think, the wrong term, but it's not nearly as good as young Jeremy thought it was. It's mostly, I think, that it is less nuanced than modern anime. I think it mostly did not age well by virtue of the fact that a lot more complicated and, like, arguably more adult anime has come out and been in mainstream since then uh, this is definitely on the lower uh tier for age bracketing i think it appealed to young me because vash is very much like a power fantasy that a 12 year old boy will have i like it as just like it's a pulp thing now yeah, yeah. i guess to me obviously it would need some editing and probably too much is the reason it was not on toonami but there's no reason this should have been running on adult swim and not toonami really yeah I think it there was were mainly guns, because it's, it's the guns. Yeah, probably. That's I, a it's, good point. It's, I think it's because of all the guns, and people do die in this series. And that's not something that you were generally seeing, and like they, they actually <laughs> die. Like, Zach, you watch Sailor Moon, they're dying all the time. But it's not a, it's not like somebody being shot in the face. Yeah, I know. Which actually happens. Yeah, they're comic book dying. Yeah. <laughs> now, 
also, I'm not the first person to suggest this, but I was just thinking, man, I wish they had dubbed the fifth season and run that on Toonami of Sailor Moon. Just like the bumpers they would have come up with for that nonsense. <laughs> was that the one that you loaned me the last yeah, thing Yeah, that, that's the first half of the fifth Okay, because I, I actually yeah. have the second half of that. Yeah. <laughs> man, that is, <laughs> they were not that prepared. That is a series. That's why they punted. <laughs> They're like, well, boys, you transform into girls. We are not ready for this. We can't say that they turn into their own cousins. We gotta get rid of this. A baby that turns into a sword. <laughs> Look, that part's rad. That's perfectly acceptable. What's wrong with that? Uh, but Sailor Moon then refuses to use because she doesn't want to hurt anyone with her baby sword. I love oh, the ending of that. The poor dude gets friend-zoned so hard he leaves the planet. Yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, we're not watching Sailor Moon. We should have watched a clip episode of Sailor Moon. Why didn't we think of that? Because uh, Danny the, was on the list. Well, the resources that I was using, they weren't. They didn't have a clip episode for like the accessibility that I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, mostly because when I was trying to find one, I was using uh, TV tropes, and like Trigun was on there, Nadesco was on there. I think the Macross episode you, you did was on there. I know Kill a Kill was on there, which was... Definitely in the running before I was like, eh. But the problem with that episode of Kill a Kills is just an episode of Kill a Kill, basically. With just, the, like, before the opening yeah. is the recap. I mean, it's a great gag. It is, it, yes. It would have been a great way to get out of hell, but instead we're going through Trigun. And I had very conflicting thoughts watching this episode. Part of me was like, man, I should watch Trigun. And another part of me was like, man, I should not rewatch Trigun. Um, <laughs> that's a, as we've discussed many times, a clip episode is maybe the least generous way to get reacquainted with a series. They do not work. They are only for saving money. Well, I mean, this one is kind of like the first half of it is actually the clip episode, and the second part of it is actually new content. I mean, that's pretty standard to get anybody to watch a clip episode so that the guide is like, ah, you can't skip it. You want to, but you can't. <laughs> I mean, it did go through at least a couple of moments that I personally really like. I mean, the clip episode does go into like the first time Bash is actually a legitimate badass. It's a decent highlight reel. Um, yeah, and that's what I guess is a better way to put it for this one is it's a highlight reel of the first, actually it's only like the first six episodes. It really doesn't go into detail past that. But I'm sure the Adult Swim ad for Crygun was a way better yeah, highlight reel. Yeah, it was. N remembering none of it, I'm certain of that. So we're going to watch episode 13 of Trigun, Bash the Stampede. You can watch along if your friend Zach owns the DVD and you borrow it from him. It's on Funimation also. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Yep, that's I, where I watched it. I'm, I thought it was probably there because the, most of their back catalog, I think, is on there. Trigun just doesn't seem Funimation to me. I, I mean, sure it is. It's got Johnny Young Bosch, and I think his I think, voice acting per... Uh, I think this is his... Uh, voice acting debut at least yeah. for anime because i remember seeing a facebook thing that was like johnny young bosch remembering like his first role and it was vash and i was like oh okay he didn't have to kick anybody which is his real strong point i can't remember who else he like i was having a Ichigo, he, he's voiced Artemis. so many so many things i was like who else has he voiced i think it was the, i think he voiced the persona 4 main character in the anime for that but then i and legitimately the couldn't remember anything else not that he has a lot of lines but he does he, he voices two characters in persona 4 because he voices the main character who gets He's a lot of lines not. but they're a lot of yeah titania <laughs> yeah trumpeter now, now that you mention it like ichigo artemis yeah those are two that i definitely knew but i was just totally blanking on i think no he also does um lelouch as well yeah, he does do Lelouch. Artemis? Uh, the from cat Sailor, Moon. Sailor Moon. Oh! The white cat from Sailor Moon. Uh, Rukia is Luna. Ah, really? <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> All right. 
We start right with the opening sequence, and there are a lot of anime I go back to the opening sequences of on YouTube when I can't sleep at night already, and it's like, eh, if I'm pumped for the next hour, that's not going to change anything. Even ones that I did not see the opening originally because they were on Toonami or Adult Swim where they were cut. Trigun is not one of those. I think this opening is really lame. I actually really like the opening to Trigun. like the opening song a lot. The actual animation they put behind it is just all right. I think the problem with the animation is because it keeps going back and forth. Like, here's Vash as a badass. Here's, like, a comedy thing. Here's another badass thing. Like, it doesn't pick a tone. Yeah. Which, I mean, is kind of the same thing as the series, but it seems more like it's trying to make Vash out to be, like, a serious badass. Like, along the, uh, you know, the, the galaxy's greatest gunman type of thing. I think Meryl comes out as the biggest badass in this opening. I love this <laughs> typing sequence. This is the only part of the opening I like, honestly. <laughs> While Millie runs in the background frantically. Well, I mean, a lot of the shots of Vash are just like... Pin-up shots? For general, the... like, look how cool I am type of thing. Too cool for school shots. Like, I like the opening, but I know that it's got a lot of problems. This song is rad. I do like the design on Vash, though. No, Vash is a, amazing. I, I think one of the reasons Trigun was nearly as popular as it was is because Vash is an A-plus character design. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Great character design. This is one of the early works of Studio Madhouse. Uh, and I kind of got cut off because we talked about a bunch of other stuff. I think another reason why Trigun seemed great is it had incredible animation for the time that now is just a little above average. I was actually going to say, one one of my biggest comments on this episode is that there are a lot of frames that are off-model, but none of it looks bad. It's just like, sometimes Vash is incredibly gaunt. Other times he has a normal human face. Well, in the, I think the issue you run into with something like that is that this, the series tends to change mostly Vash depending on whether or not it's going for comedy or serious. So his, he basically has two models. Throughout the entire time, when he's being comedy Vash and when he's being serious Vash. Yeah, and all my differences were all different comedy Vashes. <laughs> it was like a, a clown car of Vashes pulled up. So, like, <laughs> that, so in that case, it's kind of hard to say, Is like, was that intentional? Yeah, and, like, it's just weird because a lot of them are, like, when it's not in motion. It's like a still, like a still shot, and, like, his face looks very different than it did this other shot that we just had. Like, it happens to Meryl a couple times. Millie's usually on model. I wonder if she's just easier to draw. I think it's also because uh, Millie kind of stays in that comedy relief element. There is only like one or two instances where she's like a legitimate, very serious character. You do not have a clown car full of Millie's. This no. is true. <laughs> also, I know some real life humans who own Vash's glasses. They are useless glasses. I do not know why he wears them. Because <laughs> they look rad. That, they do. That W <laughs> on them? They're uh Vash's uh, I'm serious glasses. Like, he always puts on the glasses when he's getting serious. But they serve zero. They don't actually block sunlight. No, they're, they're to show the intent of getting serious. Yeah, they, they <laughs> are stance change for him for when he goes from comedy mode to gunslinger mode. <laughs> exactly. That's what the glasses are for. It's Vash is now in serious mode. It, it, his defense goes down, but his attack goes up. Yeah, yeah. yeah he exactly. can't regenerate mana anymore or bullets, but he gets way more damage. <laughs> he, he loses his uh, slapstick protections. <laughs> And uh, has to deal with actual damage when he puts the glasses on. I will stop picking on this opening after this, but this action shot of Millie and Meryl running, I think, goes in just long enough to be funny and awkward. <laughs> I kind of wish you ever got a shot of them actually doing anything like that, but they never really do anything the entire episode. 
To be fair, they're not really supposed to. They're insurance adjusters. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably like the only series I've ever watched in which I'm like, you know, I have to say, I sympathize with the insurance adjusters. <laughs> I had that thought at the end of the first American, Go- or I shouldn't say the first, the 2015 American Godzilla movie, but that was because the DC movies at the time were all about, oh, Superman's causing all this destruction. Think of the insurance. And at the end, Godzilla destroys California, and they're, everybody's like, yeah, Godzilla, you show those guys. <laughs> well, I mean, in this one, you actually have insurance adjusters yes. as primary characters. So it's like, huh, I guess they're not all evil. The adjusters aren't evil, Zach, their managers are. Ah, This opening scene is actually a tail end of the last episode. Yeah, I was going to say, last time on Trigun, Vash beat this dude. And he was like, you suck, dude. I have a submachine gun arm. I remember that episode. Vash interrogates him and demands to know where his boss is. Is it just me? Like, this guy seems like a villain from a different series. I think there's a lot of those in the villains of the week at the beginning of Trigun, honestly. That's fair. I mean... It's because they're 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 way different. Because the villain of episode two is a water baron. Yeah, yeah which yeah, is I, rad. I forgot episode two of Trigun is Quantum of Solace. Man, I need to remember that guy's name for the next time. I need a le- totally legit water baron name, which comes up surprisingly frequently. Now and that uh, I think about, it. I was going to say you could use the name of the villain in Quantum of Solace, but it would just sound fake. <laughs> I, th- I, I mean, want to say his name is Mister White. And. Uh, all the gung-ho guns characters are all wildly different, and they all feel like they fell out of a different series. Um, Except for the one sniper dude. He feels very much like he belongs here. This guy in particular feels like a Mega Man villain to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dr. Wiley for 100% made this dude and <laughs> gave him a cyborg brain. I mean, Dr. Wiley will just show up later in this episode. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I gotta admit, I'm trying to figure out whether or not you're doing that intentionally, or if it's... you've Dr. Made Wiley? Yes, or if you've made Mega that joke Man. so much that it's just like you can't make, you have to force yourself to say Wiley. When I think of Dr. Wiley, I do think of that clip. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just making sure if it, if that was the case or if it was like me with uh, the fishing control rods. The creator of Death Sight showed up on the episode I did with Kevin yesterday, so I got do- lots of Dr. Wiley content in there, too. <laughs> I didn't think Death Scythe was made by Dr. Wiley. Yeah, I thought Dr. Wiley built something, nope. one of the other ones. Nope, he built Death Scythe. Okay. For whatever reason, I was thinking he was heavy arms. No, I want to say, like, big dude is heavy arms. <laughs> big surprise. So the dude's basically like, you, I could have shot you in the back. But Vash is like, no, my fi- hand is still on the trigger. And you know my class features allow me to instantly win initiative if my finger is on the trigger. Well, it's the glasses. That's one of the benefits the glasses yeah. give him. Yeah, it's plus two to initiative rolls. Well, actually, come to think of it, no, the glasses give damage boosts. The coat gives a bonus to initiative rolls. How else do you explain how he's always getting out of trouble? He's always acting first. That's fair. I was actually going to say, if you were running this as a campaign, Jeremy, would you make them roll for initiative again if combat started? I feel like you have specific gunslinger rolls. Okay, that's fair. I, I was also going to say, I'm a proponent of gunslinger in d and I kind of just want to model the class around Vash the Stampede. So, like, at level 10, you get a submachine gun arm. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to play a gunslinger in a fantasy game, but I've never been able to. I mean, isn't art... Like, doesn't Artificer basically have a tree that uh, is no, like that? Artificer like, has an Iron Man subclass where you get <laughs> lightning gauntlets and a jetpack. So the framing device for this is Meryl is writing a report to her superiors about whether or not Vash the Stampede is in fact Vash the Stampede. And well, I mean, they were sent to chase him down, which I guess she's going to get into in a second. Are, okay, so I forgot why they're following him. Do they just want to, like, get information well, on him for no, insurance the, the, purposes? The point 
of them following him is to try and keep him from doing damage because he's bankrupting their insurance corporation. Okay, is that their stated goal? Is to prevent him from doing damage? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Or to minimize, I think I think they actually use the phrase minimize the damage that he does. Given that his name is the Humanoid Typhoon, I feel like a smart insurance company would just say that they do not accept Vash the Stampede claims uh, <laughs> and, and or create they, a separate Vash the Stampede insurance specifically. No, they, they, no, I mean, they definitely include that because or listed under things like Acts, Acts of God. God. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't cover Acts of God or, including or Vash, the, Vash the Stampede. Yeah. Well, that, he is that a guy's typhoon. trying to fight Millions Knives. You want anything to do with that? <laughs> I don't think anybody knows who Knives no. is. Uh, no one does. His name is Millions Knives. It's good. <laughs> so Meryl's got a typewriter. Yeah, because it's the Old West. it's the Old West. Slash space future. Uh, she brings up that he is called the Humanite Typhoon, a thing no one would call anyone, but also the raddest nickname to have. <laughs> I mean, I could see someone being nicknamed the Human Typhoon, it, but when you add in the uh, the humanoid, humanoid, that's what makes it sound. It's weird. Japanese. It's that's fine. Pr- I want it. I wonder if it's actually uh, like if that's in English in, in Japanese, or if it's like a direct translation of the J- of the Japanese. I, I expect would, it's a translation of Japanese. Oh, I would expect the opposite. Really? Yeah. No. I like Stampede as a nickname for an Old West person. Well, I mean, he's kind of. Got both. He yeah. is Vash the Stampede, also known as the Humanoid Typhoon. Yeah, I yeah. feel like when you're already Vash the Stampede, you don't need the Humanoid Typhoon following <laughs> you around, is I guess what my real point is. Unless you are a Legend of Zelda boss, and they can both show up at once. The Humanoid Typhoon, Vash the Stampede. But in that da-da-da, case, they would, they would literally be some sort of like wind demon or something. <laughs> That's so. true. So here's where uh, Meryl just goes into why they're following him around. Why do why they, they pick, pick these Meryl? two people? <laughs> I, I my, mean, one of them is a Derringer pistolier, and one has a giant stun gun, stun gun, I, which I guess. fires crosses. They're actually I, uh, the only combat accountants that I, they I have. Think, I think it's a situation where Meryl more or less volunteered because she wanted a promotion. Because I thought yeah. that was something that was brought up at one point. And well, Millie is a good friend. And Millie is a good friend. <laughs> or it's a situation like you said, no one else has any kind of survivalist training or ex- or skills in. Anyway, I just want to know. I want combat accountant to be my class IRL. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. It's like, what guy was like, yeah, I'm going to send these two ladies out to find the dude who is known as the humanoid typhoon or the stampede and is worth the most money ever. Yeah, I was going to say he's worth 60 million double dollars. And again, I don't think Vash or I don't think Trigun is that good. But the idea of double dollars is great. It immediately sparks the imagination. Not even sending him with a bodyguard or anything like that. Just, all right, you two, good luck. No, Millie is the bodyguard. (laughs) One of my favorite things is that Millie is like, I'm not sure if Meryl is short or Millie is tall or both, but like Millie always feels giant when she's on screen and I love that. I think the intention is that Meryl is like average height and Millie is just legitimately very tall. I love this first dude that they're talking to with his pipe, like the bartender. Who's like, yeah, Vash the Stampede has a mohawk, and he's 12 feet tall and has a huge weapon. That sounds like a Vash the Stampede. Well, I mean, he does have a very large pistol. And a mohawk. Kind kind of? An anime mohawk. And, and he's terrible with women. Well, they do call him the worst kind of womanizer, in that he ain't got no game at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, he's going to sell, say, 100% incel, you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, that's how they take it. Or that's how Millie takes it. 
Anyway, to set up this clip episode, I'm going to say we found contact with him after three months, but then we're going to cut to us getting contact with not him, with character who's obviously not Vash the Stampede. He fits all of the uh, yes information they got, and they did make contact with Vash the Stampede in this instance. They just didn't believe it was him. <laughs> I love how she tries to bribe him with donuts. Cut to Vash the Stampede. He's Vash the Stampede. He's in the middle of buffoonery. I do like how they put in there Millie basically being like, that's not right. That's not how that happened. And she's like, do you want to be here for all day? Do you want 13 clip episodes? (laughs) (laughs) So cut to Vash being a buffoon. Again. There's a gay panic joke. Those are always funny. Actually, I think that wasn't a gay panic thing. I think that was a he's going to throw up on me. Yeah, he was being assaulted by a very drunk guy. Anyway, then we met a hot chick. And Vash's stampede was terrible to him. I thought these were in a different order, those two episodes. I don't remember. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure this one with the water dude comes before the drunkard. We cut to this several times. Also, I believe Millie explicitly says, that's not how it happened. And Meryl's like, she was talking. She was no, talk- that happens later. Again? Yep. Millie is like, remember when this used to be a comedy anime? Man, those were good days. Yeah, re- remember what the series was like before Wolfwood showed up? Has Wolfwood shown up yet? Yeah, he's shown up. I, I think he was with Vash for a little while and then has left by this point. Well, obviously he comes back. Because I think he actually meets up with Wolfwood in like episode six or something like that is when he first puts in an appearance. But I think it's a little later than that. Anyway, he acted like a goofball, but also every episode he defeated the villain just like in a Western. So yeah, like, I figured it was him. Like he was some sort of... what? What, what is that, Tiff? I think it's a TV trope, but the way I'm remembering it is crouching dumbass, hidden badass. But I don't <laughs> think that's right. <laughs> I am going to attempt to look this up because I'm, it's one of my favorite tropes, and it's because of Trigun that it is one of my favorite tropes. Anyway, see Vash dodge a boomerang. It's very cool. And then he comedies a guy to death. And by death, I mean extreme pain. <laughs> that's a few broken bones, at least. It is crouching moron, hidden badass. Okay. <laughs> I figured it was something like that. Then we cut to Vash dodging a bunch of bullets, looking serious for a moment, and then be like, oh man, that's scary, that gun. As everybody is shocked that he can do this. Then we cut to him blocking machine gun fire with a sewer <laughs> lid. It's not even a sewer lid, it's a trash can lid. One of the nice things about them being in the Old West is that bullets really suck, so you can block things with a trash can lid. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure this series has indoor plumbing in most places. Yeah, you're probably right. That's the real reason Vash always survives, is that guns actually just really suck in this universe, except for, like, the two people who make a good guns. Vash has one of the good gun people guns. There's one of them where, specifically, he has to go find a really good gunsmith yeah. to fix his really good gun. Space Smith and Wesson. <laughs> Someone is claiming to be Vash the Stampede, and Vash is like, oh, man, that can't be. I heard he was more handsome. They, like, this entire one is just silly. Because he tries to mime having a gun in his pocket. <laughs> and they believe him. I like... So Meryl's narrating. She's like, every situation he was in was swiftly riz. Uh, he's such a dumbass. This can't be right. If I remember right, there's a cat. Like, this cartoon cat that keeps appearing. I'm pretty sure that's in every episode. I think you are right. Or maybe every episode until Wolfwood dies. Or spoilers very shortly before Gun. that. Yeah, spoilers for how old is Trigun? Like 20 years. I was going to say 25 years. I don't think it's a 90s anime. I think it's a 2000s anime. I am now extremely curious. 1998. Okay. See, as long as he's not wearing the glasses, he has protection via slapstick. 
He slides down a couple of buildings and escapes being shot in an alleyway. So we cut to the episode based on that one H.P. Lovecraft story. That was a good joke, Jeremy. You bumbled it. Uh, where the whole <laughs> town is trying to get him. Horror at Red Hook? Nope. The one with Dagon. <laughs> My favorite H.P. Lovecraft story, the one with Dagon. Shadow over Innsmouth. There yes, we go. thank you. I wonder if it's um, in Japanese if he's actually speaking French. Because in... Like, no, the, the I think joke it's is, just the mama. Yeah, the, and that's in the joke is just, why am I crying in French? But it's only the mama thing that he's crying in French. Is French even a language in this universe? Apparently, because he was saying that he was speaking it. Okay, well, yeah, but also he's like an immortal plant dude. Spoilers also for Trigun. Maybe French has not survived, but the French accent has, and everybody <laughs> just thinks that's French. <laughs> oui, oui. That's possible. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Think that's it, actually French. If, if there are any other... Um, if there are any French characters in the series or like that speak with a French accent, and I don't think any of them do. Yes, yes. <laughs> we see this one time Bash is really intense. Is like, I have to kill a guy. Until I do, I have to keep moving. I mean, that is the first like oblique allusion to knives that the series has. Knives and guns. Somehow zero katanas in this anime. Well, you know, that's a Japanese Western, and this is a space Western. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, this is much more trying to be a uh, an Old West Western. Which is why, you know, revolvers and cowboy hats. And submachine guns in your arm. And feeling lucky punks. Just like in Shane. Well, yeah, I mean, what you've seen cowboys and aliens. It's the same yes, thing. Yes, I have. In theaters, no less. <laughs> I mean, he does go to, like, uh, the super advanced people to go get his stuff reinstalled. The question is, have you seen cowboys and aliens? I have seen cowboys I and aliens. I have not. Okay. It's not very good. No, Tyler, do you know what the alien's motivation is? Um, I think someone told me at one point, and I was I like, think, wow, that's dumb. I, I think, think Jeremy, Jeremy told has told you before. But uh, they want the gold. The gold that's in them thar hills. That's actually what I thought the motivation was, yes. <laughs> so they can make eight more HDMI cables, because they used all the gold on their planet, I guess. And that, how are they supposed to have high-def TV without the gold? So it just gave us the eye catch before uh, Dr. Wiley shows up. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the final episode of Clip Show Hell. Before we get to our Gundam Seed Destiny retrospective, thanks for listening along with us, and hey, if you're craving one more hit of Destiny, then that's happening next week. Uh, we've already recorded the episode, so sorry if you didn't get your questions in on time. We answered basically everything that had been sent to us by that point, and by basically I mean I think actually everything, in addition to giving our thoughts on wrapping up Destiny as a whole. Also, hey, a quick plug for our Patreon, because that's what these mid-spots are for, obviously. We just released our final episode on the Evangelion Rebuild movies over there, so you can check that out. Also, we have a special project in the works. Again, oops. But if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could support us over on that Patreon and help us keep making content, presumably that y'all want to hear. Anyway, back to big guns and big arms and big arm guns. And he's like, my son, arm man, will destroy you, Vash the Stampede. He's got an arm He's gun. got a rocket punch. Isn't that what you get from Guts, man? Just uh, arms? You, you can just lift. You get, <laughs> do you even lift, bro? Later in this series, the other half of this pair shows up. Oh, wait, no, who do you get uh, Hard Knuckle from? He totally just has Hard Knuckle. Is it just Hard Man? I think it's Knuckle Man. <laughs> We get this entire sequence of the duel between him and this dude. 
I guess because it was the most important thing up to this. It felt really weird to get so much of this just because it has no bearing on the plot, really. Obtained I mean, I, this man. is the first time Vash is like a badass, so that's kind of why they're showing it, but I don't know why they're showing the whole thing. Because they're padding for time. I, obviously, that's why they're <laughs> actually doing it. I guess it's also trying to reinforce, like, Vash, because like, the guy keeps calling Vash a hypocrite, because he won't kill anybody. But he's like, you must have killed somebody to get a 60 million double dollar bounty. Yeah, you don't get that bounty without hurting somebody. That's like three video games. <laughs> You'd have like 12 stars. <laughs> Vash dons the sunglasses of ass kickery. And he's like, I, my son can definitely punch you in a gun draw contest. <laughs> well, I mean. He has a trick up uh... his sleeve. He's not actually trying to punch Vash. He's trying to punch the pile of unprotected women to the side of Vash. Well, I mean, he was going to punch Vash, but then because Vash helped them all, he's like, I'm going to mincemeat those guys. And he's like, ah, you're going to get down, Mr. President, them, and then you will die. Ha ha. At least you'll be cool while you do it. Slow mo. It goes to into it. slow mo. A random child tries to jump. Vash well, runs. The random child, one of their parents, is over there. Yeah, they, I mean, I, if I remember right, they went into that earlier in that particular episode. But because it's a clip, they're not going through everything. Anyway, yeah. Vash uses physics and a big gun to defeat a fist. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very big gun. It's also a very big fist. It is also a very big fist. I would say in the proportion, the fist is more big than <laughs> someone would consider a big fist, and the gun is big when someone considers a big gun. <laughs> I do actually like while he's drawn it, you see the reflection of the people he's trying to protect in it. I mean, very good visual yeah, metaphor. When, when they really want to try, they did a very good job. It's like with most animation. To me, it never felt like they were trying to save budget on their animation, but it's also been a long time since I actually watched Trigun all the way through. Actually, I think I watched it in 2020. Because I, I watched all of basically all of my collection in 2020. Trigun always looks good. It yeah. very rarely looks great, but it always looks good. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was talking about. By 1998 standards, it looks fantastic. Yeah. So he beat this dude's uh, fist with one or five rounds of his six-shooter. If I remember right, spinning the cylinder on a revolver is actually not good for it to do that. It's actually uh, Vash is giving the bullet extra spin by spinning the revolver before firing the bullet. Anyway, he shoots <laughs> Mega Man right in the weak spot, his arm, and then he falls down. Defeated. Because, you know, critical hit. Well, it's the first time we've ever experienced pain. I was going to say gun is just this man's weakness. <laughs> anyway, Millie's raving about how he managed to save the town from Punch Dude with only six bullets. And Meryl's like, that's when I realized why wow, he's called the humanoid typhoon. <laughs> because he can shoot bullets at a fist. Because just like a typhoon does. Because he can win a fight like a typhoon. He could defeat all of the Mongols like a typhoon. <laughs> and like Meryl goes on to this long like rant of like typing and great and then she gets like a horror thing remembering of Vash's love and peace at the end of that uh, episode Millie is amused but also sleepy because it's a three moon night I think they regularly show all three moons I think so yes so Meryl's like in case anybody wasn't paying attention there's something that we don't know about Vash there's something special he has a backstory, but we haven't revealed it to the GM yet. I don't think Vash's, like, overall backstory has been revealed in the series yet. I don't no, either. It's, it's implied. I think these scenes that we're seeing are the first time we see him do, like, no, technology stuff. No, we, we've seen, those are those are clip episodes. We've seen him do that. That's well, he, what I meant. Yes, yeah. he means oh, okay. I, I thought you were time. talking about in the series. Yeah, Like, no. this episode is the first time we've seen him do that. 
But she's like, anyway, like an old West hero, though, he has restored emotions to all of the people we've passed through. I mean, th- this one's weird to me just because, like, we get a shot of a dude from the train, but we don't actually see any other clips from that. So it feels really non sequitur. A lot of this does. A lot of it is like, look at all these people. Vash the Stampede helped. You should go watch the previous 12 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the other one, at least, like, when he was like, look how good of a fighter Vash is, they gave more context. But here it's just like, look, all these people helped. And also one time he's like, get away from me, I'm a monster. I'm like a typhoon. I moisten everything around me. I destroy crops because I overwater them. (laughs) I destroy all kinds of buildings and shit because buildings i like the description of hell's fire burning in his eyes though it's definitely a fun one and then we flash back to last week where he defeated brain man i don't think that's the guy's brain i think it's part of his bodysuit but it is very brain like anyway vash is like people are dead they're dead you killed them and now they're dead 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 from you (laughs) now you're going to be dead oh your god (laughs) (laughs) And Merle's like, how can a person possibly have multiple facets to their personality? This is so confusing for me. Which one's real? Um, Both. Like, he can be a goofball and a badass at the same time. We just went over this. Yeah, it's crouching moron, hidden badass. It's, it's a TV trope, Millie. <laughs> so they hear um, people talking about someone needs to tell Vash to leave. And basically, the clip part of the clip episode is basically over at this point. So they hear a bump and go into his room, and they see he has just gotten out of the shower. And, oh, man, he's all scarred and stuff. He's got one arm. He's got, like, this weird bracket thing over his heart area. He also has one on his shoulder and his back. I like to interpret it because he is a plant man. He does not regrow properly, so they literally have to stitch him together. I mean, that makes some sense, although he does have scars. Yep, like a plant. (laughs) <laughs> you know i do like how he's, so just first, drink- he's just now i sorry i'll let you go zach now i just want two people in love to carve their name into vash the stampede <laughs> in a heart and for him to call it a tattoo <laughs> i love how he just has beer like he just gets a can and it's just labeled beer which well i think it probably that probably would have been censored on cartoon network now that i think about it i'm surprised they have canning facilities for beer specifically i'm surprised they have enough like open space to make beer like who's who's managing these hops uh, i'm not even concerned about the hop. i'm concerned about the grain do you have grain to waste on beer and the answer that human history has given us is always yes <laughs> <laughs> there's always always room for alcohol not always beer though not always beer that's true anyway Merrill's like you're a good guy and haven't done anything but bad things keep happening to you People Man. seem to hate you. Is God even real, bro? <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. I stayed up all night and I've had one coffee. It's been a long night. My Vash coffee like, got cold. <laughs> Vash is like, it's fine. I'm having a shower beer. And she's like, shouldn't you like be a cool bro instead of a wandering gunman? He's like, I ha- can't until I defeat a guy named Millions Knives you don't know about next. And his name is Millions Knives, so he's very difficult to defeat. <laughs> You know how many knives he has? I'm like six bullets. I, He's millions knives. I don't know if uh, in the series, I don't know if Vash ever tells Meryl and Millie about knives. I don't think he does, but I could be wrong. I do know he eventually, should, like the ending of Trigun is he shows up back to Meryl and Millie and he's just carrying knives. Anyway, we cut to Vash leaving town and the sheriff's like, I just don't want you in my city. So don't thank me, just leave. 
And Vash goes from uh, kind of super derpy to just, yeah, all right, I'm out. And Meryl and Millie are like, we have to follow him or the plot is over. Because <laughs> we're the lens characters. It's not Vash, it's us. But literally five seconds out of town, it's all right. Vash found a young woman to harass. I honestly kind of love Meryl's rolling suitcase that she's got. Uh, Vash gets wiggly arm as he tries to molest a girl. And you'd think this girl would take him up on it on account of how he saved this town. Oh, I guess this is not the town he saved. This is the town he killed a guy at night in. He did yep. not. He didn't actually kill him. You're right. He did not. He I'll, just threatened him with a machine gun. I um, just find it really funny that the sheriff is probably just off screen here watching this happen and doing literally nothing. Well, he's leaving town. That's all the guy wanted. Yeah, but like, there also there's this random girl just wandering by in sweatpants. I, I'm assuming she was <laughs> leaving town, but yeah, she did. Like, she had a backpack and like jeans. I assume she was going to like one of the ter- like the bus terminals that they show later. I forgot earlier. those exist in this world. What is I mean, the level of first... technology on this planet? I mean, that's I'll... where you first meet Wolfwood. Is on one of those inconsistent. <laughs> it is whatever they salvaged from a spaceship i guess they have that's, beer cans and cars um that's pretty much but it they don't have they plumbing have salvage well actually the plumbing thing makes sense since it's a desert you wouldn't necessarily have water to waste on plumbing cars seem a little bit weird because they don't function great without roads but meh. well and but like, they're easier they, to animate than horses what are they powering <laughs> them with or whatever the hell Guzzling. the things were that they were uh what's it called on cuz they have mounts we saw Meryl and Millie riding them. Yeah, they're tauntauns. Here, but uh, yeah, they're like they're like <laughs> desert tauntaun things. But I don't think we ever really see those again. Yeah, that's because they're too fantastical and alien for the setting that I think the author accidentally ended up creating. Except for the fact that we later on get giant ass tremors worms. Those are easy to animate, and also not remotely an original idea. It's fine. So that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it didn't do much for me, honestly. I, I remember that cool scene of Vash's stampede shooting a fist, but... Yeah, like, like I said, I think I liked Vash a lot as a character for a long time. I did not realize... Like, no actual human would ever behave this way, and I think that is where it lost me Well, as it's adult. perfect, because he's not a human. That is he's true. an alien. He is a weird plant thing. That is fair. Like I said, I still actually quite like Trigun, but in more of a pulpy Western type of thing, as opposed to, like... We want you to think about, like, especially because when it gets serious, like, think about the meaning of life and all this other shit. And it's like, you guys, like... Anime philosophy. You're not really up to this one. It does look like the character designs are pretty cool. It has a very distinctive style. Like, it looks like it's from the 90s, but, like, it aged pretty well visually, I think. I think the main problem, like you said, is Vash's character and some of the themes don't hold up super well. But the thing itself does actually did age pretty well for a series in the 90s so you have a high point tyler of this clip episode huh huh yeah come back to me it's going to be something involving millie almost definitely zach i honestly just really like the part of that shooting the fist because again just remembering like that's the first time vash is legitimately a badass in the series and it's just it's kind of a silly, but also kind of cool. Like, it's silly in the way I like type of thing. It so. is the third time, I think, in as many weeks of this show I've been able to say Rocket Punch. So, <laughs> Rocket Punch was the theme all along. Man, I don't know. The Fist is the obvious one. That's cool. 
my high point is Vash dodging bullets and be like, oh, how am I doing this? You're a bad shot. Ha ha. <laughs> I think mine is going to be Millie's constant criticism of Merrill's um, editorializing. Do you have a low point, Tyler? I think it's going to be the tonal whiplash in the opening or in the in the intro. I don't know what do you call that. The OP? Is the OP the music or is it the whole thing? I don't know. I would generally just consider that whole thing to be the opening. Yeah. Zach, what's your low point? Look at all these people Vash saved. We're just going to dump them here out of context. I like that one woman who just starts crying and Vash starts crying. And she's like, it was you, the crying man. <laughs> I, actually I actually remember her deal. She tried to kill Vash. That's what he's doing in the, like, the thing when he's standing there with his arms up. She's trying to murder him by turning on the plant with him inside it or something okay. along those lines. And he actually saved her when she was a little girl, but she didn't recognize him. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so Vash the Stampede is just the doctor. Kind of, yeah. Oh, only more okay with guns. Yes. What's your low point, Jeremy? I think it's going to be the bit they tack on at the end of the episode to make you try to want the new content, as weird as that sounds. Because it's not interesting or enticing at all. Nothing happens in it. Except for Millie gets to see Vash without a shirt on. <laughs> Meryl. Meryl. Oh, she, Millie well, does, also too. Millie Millie. does, too. Meryl's more interested, though. <laughs> yeah. M Millie's, uh, Millie's more into Wolfwood. I was saying Millie just wants beer. <laughs> Yay, beer. <laughs> All right, that will do it for Clip Show Hell. Join us next week when we will do our Destiny recap. And then we are on to Gundam 00. If you are listening to this on Patreon, you still have a couple of days if you want to ask us a question in our Destiny questions thread on our Discord, which you can join on our website, lastpodcast.com. So next week, we will be back to talk about Destiny one last time. I guess we're still trapped in hell! So if Electabuzz and Wario were a couple, what car would they drive? Oh, man. This is such a good question. Um, it definitely a convertible. I'm not sure. Like something, a muscle car of some sort, probably. I don't know that they would actually drive a car. They'd probably have a motorcycle with a sidecar.